This is Monday Motivation, episode number 342. Welcome to the Melissa Ambrosini Show. I'm your host, Melissa, best-selling author of Mastering Your Mean Girl and Open Wide. And I'm here to remind you that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word. Each week, I'll be getting up close and personal with thought leaders from around the globe, as well as your weekly dose of motivation so that you can create epic change in your own life and become the best version of yourself possible. Are you ready, beautiful? Do you want to become a certified integrative health practitioner? Well, my health guru and one of my all-time favorite humans, Dr. Stephen Cabral, who's a naturopathic, functional medicine and Ayurvedic doctor, created a life-changing health coaching training. This is perfect for anyone who wants to take their health to the next level, add another tool to their current toolkit, or create an entirely new career for yourself as an integrative health practitioner. This is the first of a kind that fuses ancient Ayurvedic wisdom and prioritizes whole body holistic healing. It very carefully takes into consideration that everyone is extremely different with different body types. So there's no one size fits all approach here, which I love and totally agree with. His approach is about understanding that the body seeks equilibrium. So his program is all about bringing your body back into balance as quickly as possible. So this program is so in-depth and insightful. It's for anyone who wants to take their health or their family's health to the next level. Trust me, and I have seen this firsthand when Nick went from struggling after spending hundreds of thousands of dollars over many years and just not being able to get the answers or support he needed to now being in the best shape of his life with unstoppable energy and a sense of balance and calm that is truly inspiring. It's also for anyone who is already in the health and wellness field and wants to up-level their knowledge and skills, or for anyone who wants an entirely new career as a certified integrative health practitioner. This program is all online, which is awesome, so you can go at your own pace. And it has got me so excited, so excited, in fact, that I'm offering an epic bonus to anyone who signs up using my special link. So head to melissarambrosini.com forward slash Cabral, that's C-A-B-R-A-L, to check out all the details and to take control of your health and your future today. Hey, beautiful, and welcome back to the show. I'm so excited you're here and so excited that we get to spend some time together today. Today, I want to share with you 12 ways to be a better lover. Something that I'm deeply committed to is growing in my relationship. I never want to rest on my laurels. I never want to get complacent. I want to continue to dive deeper in my marriage and be the best wife that I can be. So I've got 12 ways that can help you do that. So if you're not driving, whip out your pen and paper and let's get started. And I want you to, before we dive in, to think about if you want a plant to grow in your house, like say you've got plants around your house or in your office, you have to water it. You have to tend to it. You have to pull out the weeds that you've allowed to grow You have to nourish the soil. You have to give it the right amount of sunlight to protect it from the harsh winds, 
And you have to give it love and energy every single day. Another way that you can really love on your plants is you can talk to them. You can give them lots of love. You can sing to them. That is a great way to nourish your plants. And if you don't do those things, it will most likely die. Now, similarly, if you want to master the piano or learn to speak French, the more time and energy that you invest into practice, the better you are going to get. Now, both of these principles apply for your relationships as well. The more love, time, and energy that you invest into your relationship or relationships, the more consistent effort that you put in, the more your relationships will grow open and deepen and feel more rich, you know? So I always say the grass is greener where you water it. I know in romantic relationships, a lot of people think the grass is greener on the other side, but the grass isn't always greener. The grass is greener where you water it, where you invest time and love and energy into it. Now, I want to debunk a big myth. There's this huge misconception that once you meet your soulmate, it will be all rainbows and unicorns and butterflies. But this couldn't be further from the truth. In fact, when you meet your one, that's when the real work begins. Because when you enter a conscious partnership with your one, there's nowhere to hide. They call you to rise. I talk about this a lot in my book, Open Wide, and they will reflect back to you all the things that need to be looked at. They are your biggest spiritual assignments. All relationships are, but especially your romantic relationship because they're the closest person to you. So they will trigger you. They will shine light on the areas that you need to look at. So Nick and I are both so aware that we never want to rest on our laurels when it comes to our relationship. Just because things are flowing like right now in this moment, it doesn't mean that you ignore your relationship and you just coast along in complacency. Instead, what we do is we work on it now. Like we work on it every single day while the sun is shining. We nourish it. We strengthen it. We cherish it. Both of us want to continue to grow and support each other's evolution and be of service to the relationship and each other and ourselves. And we both fully believe that when we serve the other, we are serving ourselves. When we serve ourselves, we are serving the other. So if you want to serve your partner and to be an epic, wholehearted lover, I want to share with you my top lessons learned to evolve and strengthen your relationships so that you can become the best lover that you can. So the first one, number one, is be a team player. The two of you are a team. And you're on the same side, not opposing sides. I think sometimes we forget that. I know for sure I definitely forget that we are on the same team sometimes. And Nick might remind me, he might say, honey, we're on the same team. Remember that. And I have to remind him sometimes too. And this means that there's no 
point keeping, you know, no keeping score. For example, like I took the rubbish out, so I get to put my feet up or I picked up the kids, so I get to do yoga. This like bitter tally keeping will not do either of you any good. It's not serving you. This tit for tat, it is not serving the relationship. Remember, you are on the same team. So help each other out. If Nick is full with work, I will do school drop off and pick up and vice versa. You are there to help and support each other, not to play tit for tat and tear each other down. So remember that you are a team. Number two, support them. Take interest in their passions and work. Ask how can you help and if there's anything that you can do to support them furthering their dreams and engage them in supporting yours. This doesn't mean you have to pretend to like football and wear the jersey for their favorite team and drink beers and eat junk food. Like you don't have to do that. Just simply listening with both ears to your partner talk about how much he loves football or a band and how his favorite team has just won the grand final, you know, that can really make their day. So just as trusting them to care about your passions gives them room to return the favor. So support their passions, support their work, just by simply asking the question, is there anything I can do to support you with your art or your music or whatever it is? That will really go a long way. Okay, number three, listen. (laughs) Us humans want to be heard. We want to be heard. We want to feel seen and heard all the time. So it's really important that we practice conscious listening to our partner. This means without interrupting, without simply wanting to inject our beliefs or waiting for our turn to talk. It's challenging because we all have opinions and we want to give them, but When your partner walks in the door, open your arms and just listen and let them express themselves. And once you feel that they are finished, then you can share. But listen and listen consciously with both ears without interrupting and just hold space for them to feel seen and heard. That's what every human being desires. Children as well. They just want to feel seen and heard. So allow them to feel seen and heard and listen with both ears without interrupting and be present whilst you're listening. Okay, number four, pray for their health and happiness. At the end of my meditations, I pray for Nick's health and happiness. I pray he feels inner joy, peace, happiness, and contentment, and I send him love. I do this in the morning as well when I'm laying in bed, and if he's still asleep next to me, I Envision white healing light all through his body and good health and love and abundance. And I just send him so much love. And it's a beautiful thing to do at the end of your meditation. Okay, number five, be the partner that you desire. It's very easy to sit back and demand our partner to show up a certain way, to pleasure us a certain way, to make us feel like a queen. But why can't we be the ones who show up first? Be the partner you desire. Instead of waiting for them to take the lead, you show up first. You organize the dinner, the picnic, the movie night, whatever it is. Don't sit back and wait for them to do it all the time. You be the one 
that does it first. You show up first. Okay, number six, decide to rise. I'll be the first to admit that there are times when I act like a three-year-old and chuck an Oscar-worthy temper tantrum. But really, is that serving anyone? Really? You know, it's not. It's not really serving anyone. So make the choice to rise above the moods and the pettiness that affect us sometimes. Just make that conscious commitment to yourself. I'm going to rise here. It comes back to taking radical responsibility for ourselves. And when you're in a conscious partnership, taking responsibility is the first step. You cannot point the finger and blame and judge all the time. You have to take responsibility and decide to rise every day. Wake up in the morning and be the one that rises first. Be the one that leans in first. Be the one that shows up first. Don't always sit back and wait. Be that first one that shows up and make that commitment to yourself and to your beloved to rise. Okay, next one, number seven. Your lover is your lover. Your lover is not primarily your counselor, your coach, your hairdresser, your personal trainer, your bestie, your spiritual healer your fashion stylist, your yoga buddy, your accountant, your business advisor, or your punching bag, metaphorically speaking. Sure, he might actually be a personal trainer and train you three times a week, but first and foremost, he is your lover. So treat him that way. Let him sit in his zone of genius and be your lover. I think we expect our partners to wear all of these hats. But just remember that first and foremost, they are your lover. Nick and I have multiple businesses and companies together. And yes, we work together. But first and foremost, we are lovers. We're second business partners. That comes second. And I will never let anything get in the way of that. No matter what business decision we're going through or whatever, that is second. We are first and foremost lovers. And your relationship will be way better for it when you remember that, that you are lovers first. Okay, number eight, get your fix elsewhere. Perhaps you love long conversations, but your partner might not be a big talker. And that's okay. Don't try and fix or change or improve them. Just accept them. Your partner may not want to sip herbal tea and chat for hours with you. If that's the case, get your fix somewhere else. Chat to your soul sisters on the phone or meet up for a walk or catch up for a cup of tea. Whatever you need to do to get your fix. This kind of comes back to point seven about your lover is your lover. You know, they don't wear every single hat. So if your partner doesn't love sitting for long hours and stroking your hair and having tea, then get your fix somewhere else. And maybe the same applies if he loves a good chin wag and you're more of a thinker. He will always have other friends who can answer and fulfill that need. So these aren't fatal incompatibilities. They're definitely not. Simply give each other permission to satisfy those areas with friends or colleagues or your siblings. You don't need to get your fix from that one person. You can go elsewhere and 
have a chat with a friend if you need to or a coach or whatever. Okay, number nine, treat him like your king. I call Nick my king because I realize that if I desire him to treat me like a queen, I must first treat him like my king. If you started treating your lover like your king, how would you speak to him when he walked into the room? How would you act? Treat your lover the way you want to be treated. If you want to be treated like a queen, treat him like a king. When he walks into that room, treat him like a king. Call him your king. Love him like he is your king. It is such a beautiful thing to do and it shifts the energy in the relationship. It's so beautiful and it really upgrades the relationship. Okay, number 10, be their lover, not their mum. Neither you nor your partner want to be bossed around and told what to do. Does anyone want to be bossed around or told what to do? No, no one wants that. And it's definitely not sexy. Of course, if they're not pulling their weight around the house, an open, crystal clear conversation might need to be had. But remember, there is nothing sexy about being yelled at and ordered and bossed around. It is not fun. Remember, they are your king and you wouldn't order and boss around your king. You would have a crystal clear conversation with them. If there was something that you wanted to express to them, you would not boss them around or bully them or yell at them. That's for sure. Okay, number 11, perform random acts of kindness. There are so many things that you can do to keep the magic alive each day in your relationship. For example, you can leave little love notes around the house or slip them in his bag before he goes to work. You can book in date nights for once a week or once every two weeks, or you can send some cute or sexy text messages to him throughout the day. You can give full body massages at night or have a bath together after a long day. There's so many things that you can do. Just a simple post-it note with I love you or something like that or hidden under his pillow. You know, there's so many things that you can do that will really make such a difference. You could even cook him his favorite meal or, you know, pop some underwear into his work bag or something. I don't know. Just do these cute little random acts of kindness that'll make them smile and surprise and delight them. There's such little things that go such a long way. So try and think each day. What is one little random act of kindness that I can perform today? And then the 12th one is make time. We are all full. We all have things on and we all have to-do lists and inboxes that seem to never end. But if you don't make the time to water your relationship, it will not grow. You have to make it a priority just like you would with exercise or work deadlines or meditation or making eating well a priority. You have to make your relationship a priority. So schedule in lover's time, if you want to call it that, into your calendar and stick to it. Each week, find some time where you guys can do something just for you. Otherwise, you're just roommates. You know, you just become roommates and that's 
you know, that's cool if you want to be roommates, but I'm pretty sure you don't want to be roommates with your lover. You want to be lovers. So make sure you create the space and you create time, put it in your calendar so that you both can see it and you can both commit to it. So there you have it, my friend, 12 ways that you can be a better lover and take your relationship to the next level. For heaps more epic relationship tips, make sure you check out my book, Open Wide, a radically real guide to deep love, rocking relationships, and soulful sex. And I just want to say thank you so much for being here. And come on over to Instagram and follow me at Melissa Ambrosini and share with me your tips. I would love, love, love to see if there's anything I've missed because I'm always wanting to grow and evolve and I want to take my relationship to the next level. So please come and share your favorite relationship tips with me because I want to be the best lover that I can be. And before I go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here, for wanting to be the best, the healthiest and the happiest version of yourself and for showing up today for you. You rock. Now, if there's someone in your life that you can think of that would really benefit from this episode, please be an angel and share it with them right now. You can take a screenshot, share it on your social media, email it to them, text it to them, do whatever you've got to do to get this in their ears. And until next time, don't forget that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word.